into A to Z Sports Prime Time on a Sunday. I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. GaryAshton.com, your dream address without the stress. The official real estate agent of the Nashville Predators is Gary Ashton. And the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage at GaryAshton.com. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet, where you go for quality American-made Ford vehicles, the best customer service, award-winning, in fact, since 1983. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at TwoRiversFord.com. So, it's a pretty interesting story that took place over the weekend. Uh, Blake Parrish said Russell accepted it, so it should be good enough for us. And we'll we'll discuss this because it's it's you're right. If the family is okay with what happened and Evan Russell himself is okay with what happened, or at least they have they are in a place of uh, you know, they're not holding it against the broadcaster whose name escapes me, but we'll talk about him. I have an article pulled up about what exactly happened because I was unfamiliar with this person's work as is often the case until somebody screws up. Uh, Troy Eklund, we'll talk about that throughout the course of tonight's show. Um, to me, apologizing is not enough, says Sherry Cooper Webb. Well, I want you to hear the mistake first because this is a it's a pretty unique situation. Evan Russell, who is the catcher for Tennessee, who wasn't in the lineup Friday for the first game of the Vols Knoxville Regional, which was against Alabama State. So prior to the game, Tennessee, uh, the baseball program, puts out a release that says that Russell was going to miss the game and that Tony Vitello, who's the head coach there, uh, was going to address the situation after they had played Alabama State. Now, as the game was going on, um, between the Vols and the Hornets, which is the Alabama State team, Troy Eklund, who was on a broadcast of Missouri State and Oklahoma State, made some pretty uh, pretty egregious mistakes as far as information that he thought, I guess, was vetted on social media. I want you to hear what mistake Troy Eklund made and then the, uh, the ensuing apology because he did have to get on the air the following day and, you know, say that he really, really screwed up. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty crazy. Uh, failed a drug test. And so Evan Ren- Russell, excuse me, is suspended for the rest of the season. So Tennessee's going to have the whole rest of the team tested tomorrow. Or the NCAA is. So it's going to be interesting to see if that's just a one player thing or if that is going to be a, throughout that whole entire program. Performance enhancing drugs is what it was said. That is, that's a, a big blow to the balls. All the ways Tony Vitello put it says Evan Russell was sick. So there are reports and speculation out what the actual issue is, but per the head coach in his post-game press conference, sick. Well, we know this, he did not play against Alabama State. Tennessee was fine, that team is loaded. And ready for a postseason run. To take this opportunity to apologize to Tennessee's Evan Russell and the volunteer program for inaccurate unsourced information I used Friday night during the Stillwater Regional. 
it was used in air and should not have been referenced. I regret any hurt or harm that it might have caused. So that's Troy Eklund. Um, and it's, it's really, it's a really tough look, right? Because the source of that, um, Michael Westbury coming up or saying on Facebook Live, where did he even come up with that? So you heard the mistake and you heard the apology. Um, It's just from, it was just from like a random Arkansas fans tweet. So remember, remember during the, like the NFL schedule release, right? Where there was that account that was just tweeting out random games and times and people were like running with it as if it was factual information without being able to vet it. In fact, that was a mistake that A to Z Sports made. And I, the Raiders-Titans Christmas uh, Christmas Eve or Christmas Day game, which was put out by this NFL Schedule Leaks account or something like that, I saw it on our Instagram page. I said that we needed to take it down. Um, it was something that, you know, somebody decided was, was and listen, I'm not going to, I'm not going to point fingers, but like, I, I find stuff like, I find stuff like that objectionable if I can't myself specifically vet it. And so I was not, I was not happy with the fact that A to Z uh, ran with a report that they did not independently verify in the same way uh, as what A to Z did and, you know, was wrong about the schedule release because they didn't independently verify it. uh, The, the broadcaster Troy Eklund on ESPN just saw something on Twitter that some random Arkansas fan put out and was just like trolling people. Cause like you go back through his tweets after the fact and he's like, look at all these idiots who are just randomly sharing this tweet that I've just put out there. Like, ha ha ha, you fools, blah, 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 blah. Like I don't have the exact tweets in front of me. Um, somebody DM them to me. I should have probably pulled them up, but regardless, like it was just some dude trolling. Um, so Derek R says, I'm tired of giving sports reporters a pass. This happens too much time to hold them accountable should be suspended for multiple weeks. You know, I mean, it's not Troy Eklund isn't a reporter, right? Troy Eklund doesn't have a a journalistic background. In fact, I, I don't know what Troy Eklund's credentials are. I could look that up quickly. Um, given the fact that he was trending this weekend. Uh, but Troy Eklund is somebody. Uh, let me let me just double check because I assume he's somebody who's serving as a uh, who's serving as a college baseball analyst as opposed to a you know an an announcer or sideline reporter. Like okay, so he's drafted by the Cleveland Indians. Um, he was in the MLB. It doesn't look like he got called up to the MLB. Uh, I cannot find his college statistics, but he's like a, he's a baseball player from like the uh, late eighties, early nineties. Okay. And he's doing games for ESPN during the NCAA tournament and Troy Eklund, I'm going to assume doesn't have a journalistic background. He saw some shit on Twitter and he ran with it. Now I agree that people in general on misinformation should not be given a pass um, because there's a larger issue to be had about misinformation just on social media. Um, not in, not just in the United States, but worldwide, right? Like this is a whole issue that all of us are ongoing and it just so happened to touch Tennessee baseball this weekend. So I want to, I want to start with your two rivers for take, uh, on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch fair or foul. The apology, uh, was being sufficient. The ESPN's apology to Evan Russell and Vols fans being sufficient this weekend. Let me know in the comments on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter and Twitch, we will replay that for you just so you can get a better grasp um, because there was certainly more more time taken on the apology 
than there was on the initial, um, shall we call it, quote-unquote, misreport. Uh, fair or foul, ESPN's apology to Evan Russell and Vols fans this weekend. Let me know on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and Twitch, and we'll talk about it together right after I tell you about the people who make the Two Rivers Ford take possible. That, of course, is Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford is where you go for the best in the business. Two Rivers Ford has been the place has been Middle Tennessee's go-to car dealership for nearly 40 years, since 1983. As Two Rivers Ford been operating with honesty and integrity, you can get one of their new 2022 vehicles like I did. You can build your own or you can buy one right off the lot. Or if a pre-owned vehicle is more your speed and more in your budget uh, for for the upcoming year, Two Rivers Ford has certified Blue Advantage vehicles, pre-owned vehicles, for you. You want to you if you are buying a pre-owned vehicle, you want a dealership that you can trust, that you know operates with that honesty. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet is where you go or online at tworiversford.com. So, fair or foul, the apology given to Vols fans and Evan Russell this weekend. Cody wants uh Troy Eklund suspended. Juan Delgado says if the kid and family are cool with it, then let's move on. And you know, I I personally tend to agree. Um and I think, you know, my position would be I would rather him, you know, I would rather him read from a prepared statement that executives got to him and said, this is what you read at this specific time. And you don't say anything about it because you blew it on our air. Right. So I I'm of the opinion that it's fair because he did what he needed to do to make up for the initial mistake. But the initial mistake, of course, was hugely egregious. And I just want to I want you to hear the mistake first and then I want you to hear the apology again. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty crazy. Uh, failed a drug test, and so Evan Ren- Russell, excuse me, is suspended for the rest of the season. So Tennessee's going to have the whole rest of the team tested tomorrow. Or the NCA is. So it's going to be interesting to see if that's just a one-player thing, or if that is going to be a, throughout that whole entire program. Performance enhancing drugs is what it was said. That is, that's a big blow to the balls. All the way, Tony Mattello put it. Says Evan Russell was sick. So there are reports and speculation out what the actual issue is, but per the head coach in his post game press conference, sick. Well, we know this. He did not play against Alabama State. Tennessee was fine. That team is loaded. And ready for a postseason run. We can take this opportunity to apologize to Tennessee's Evan Russell and the volunteer program for inaccurate, unsourced information I used Friday night during the Stillwater Regional. It was used in air and should not have been referenced. I regret any hurt or harm that it might have caused. So it's crazy because his broadcast partner, Troy Eklund's broadcast partner, catches it in real time and says no. Uh, Well, he doesn't flat out say no. He says, well, per the head coach, that's not accurate. The Tennessee and Tony Vitello are saying that Evan Russell is sick. Now, what it ended up being is um, basically like significant or severe anxiety. Uh, apparently, and that was enough to keep him 
out of the game. Of course, he played in the comeback win against Campbell, and he's out there again tonight as the Vols still trail 4-2, to two, top of the seventh. Uh, no one on, no outs for Georgia Tech, or rather for Tennessee at this point as they try to pull ahead. So kind of keeping an eye on this thing and uh, seeing where the Vols go because they're not eliminated from the College World Series if they lose tonight. They would have to lose again tomorrow um, for there to be like legitimate consequences for Tennessee. But I, I, I just think, you know, I think the way that Troy Eklund handled it was, of course, poor. I think that they probably could have done it sooner rather than wait till the next day, especially given that whomever his broadcast partner was caught it in real time, um, you know, enough to say that, okay, well, this is, and maybe they thought that that was enough. And then there was obviously outrage on social media and the coach was having to comment on it. And we'll talk about, or we'll, we'll hear from Tony Vitello here in just a second. But, you know, I mean, I think overall fair, but like just the mistake itself is so bad and reflective of a much larger issue societally that we have about just repeating and just parroting the first thing that we see on the internet. It's a problem. Let's move on and let's talk about uh, how Tony Vitello handled it because I think Tony Vitello has been the stabilizing force of this entire season for the University of Tennessee. So I want you to give me a grade, A through F, Tony Vitello's handling of the Evan Russell situation um, you'll hear his post-game comments if you haven't had the opportunity to, but let me know in the comments section. And while you do that, I will tell you about our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage at GaryAshton.com, the official real estate agent of the Nashville Predators and of me. I bought my home through the Ashton team almost, well, coming up on three years ago this month, GaryAshton.com, his team put me in the best possible position to succeed with the Intel Edge that only the Ashton team can provide. They're the best in the business. They want to make sure that you maximize your value. You want to take advantage of this red hot Nashville real estate market and sell your home. The Ashton team will make sure that you sell your home for more. Just go to GaryAshton.com and find out more info today. So A through F, how did Tony Vitello, how do you think Tony Vitello handled this? Now, if you haven't seen it, I want to play these comments for you in full. Um, Cody gives him an A++. Derek says an A. I'll tell you right off the top, I'm giving him a plus 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 because I don't think anybody could have done it better than Tony did on Saturday. Yeah, I'd say um, Italians uh, remember or do things or say things in three. So three things come to mind. Uh, first, uh, you guys have a job to do, so I understand the persistence. But we kept coming back to the same topic last night. That at the time, that's kind of all I knew. And then, of course, uh, we knew more this morning about clearing Evan Russell. But uh, the school and, our, and the program is going to do what every school and program should do and, and probably does and that's protect the privacy when it comes to one of our players health so um, obviously tonight a situation arose where we were able to use Evan but regardless having him back around uh, is going to make an impact on these guys and is going to help our team win uh, and at the end of the day that's kind of my philosophy is I'm just looking for good teammates in this program uh, so that's all I got on that topic and, and then you know stemming from that uh, I'm just going to tell you with 100% honesty because someone told me that it may come up in this thing, and I didn't even think about it. But for about two seconds today, when someone, I don't know any of the ESPN stuff. I honestly don't. If you give me a million dollars and said, say what's – I know there was a lot of stuff that went going around. Well, we could pick any topic you want to with social media now. There's going to be a lot of stuff going on. So I'm not trying to sound like a cool guy or be disrespectful, but I honestly don't care. 
And a big part of that is I got my hands full here. Um, I appreciate that our fans um, give me more credit than they should. And I run into people at um, Ollie B and say, you, you're killing it. No, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> Drew killed the ball tonight. So I got my hands full. I wish I would have managed the game a little bit better tonight. I don't think I destroyed it. But I thought I could. Do, so that's kind of where my energy is. So, um, again, kind of just to put that to rest uh, for now. And then I said three things. Uh, what I would like to discuss, and I'll let these guys do it too, is the game. I mean, if you were fortunate enough, I don't know if you guys have to pay for your tickets or not. You shouldn't. Okay. <laughs> if you're fortunate, if you're fortunate enough to have a ticket tonight, um, you got your money's worth. I mean, that's what I would want to talk about. It, it just that was a fight, man, and and that's an NCAA regional game, but that's just a, like a championship field game from both squads, and you can really start, in my opinion, with those two starting pitchers. Look at the box score. It's not right. First of all, starting with Doe, we're not in this situation without him. And if you can hold down their lineup at any moment, uh, you did well. And, and he did it uh, for the first two innings. And then things just kind of unfolded in an unfortunate fashion. And he wasn't going to be the same guy at that high of a pitch count, so we went and got him. So hopefully that answers another question. Um, but it, it opened up an opportunity, kind of like the other thing we talked about with Chuck and, and, and Kirby. It opened up an opportunity for his teammate, and these guys got each other's backs. And then the other guy, that box score doesn't do it justice. I hope, I hope he can sleep well tonight, um, and, and that's Keeler. That's some freakish stuff. And uh, I, I don't know how the box score reads what it does, but he pitched with a lot of heart and good stuff. Neither one of those guys was scared or blamed anybody or – you know, did anything that, that you should be ashamed of. And then, again, fortunate, maybe because we were playing at home or Cortland Lawson's a competitor. I don't know. Just fortunate to win that thing. So, and if I were going to say a fourth thing, for the second night in a row, I got protein in my water, floating around in my water. So, <laughs> I'm going to stick with my uh, deal here. It's Tony Vitello, A++++. I mean, he couldn't have handled it better, and especially the way that he finished it, right? Talking about the actual game, because the game was the game was crazy. They were down 4 nothing to Campbell after the third inning. Uh, Chase Dolander, who's their stud pitcher, one of their stud pitchers, I mean, probably their, their stud, like the stud pitcher, had just pitched, I mean, probably one of his worst innings of what's otherwise been a great season. Um, and the starting pitcher for Campbell – had really had really kind of held the balls down offensively, but they I mean they found they found their footing. They had seven runs in the fourth and fifth innings. They got over the four run hump. They came back. They won the game twelve to seven, recording their fifty fifth win of the season, which is a program record. It was spectacular. Now tonight they're still trying to they're still trying to make they're trying to mount yet another comeback. Right now, top of the seventh. Uh, one out, two on, four two. The score in favor of Georgia Tech right now, and we'll keep an eye on this game as we go through it. Apparently, Vanderbilt is playing uh, tonight as well. I have not had an opportunity to uh, keep track of Vandy's series tonight, but anyway, uh, point being, Tony Vitello could not have handled it better because um, it was a really, really difficult position that he was put in, and I thought he came through with uh, flying colors. All right, let's wrap the show up. This is a free site. I'm going to keep it easy. What's the dumbest thing that you've seen on a football field? Like it could be Antonio Brown ripping his shirt off in the end zone against the Jets this year with the Bucs. Uh, it could be any number of things. It could be the video that I'm getting ready to show you that Reed sent me today, which I thought was just the single dumbest. I've seen a lot of dumb shit on a football field. This may be the single dumbest thing that I've ever seen 
on a field of play. But what is the dumbest thing that you have seen on a football field? Let me know in the comments on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch. We'll talk about it together. Um, I'm trying to think of another example. I'm trying to think of something dumb that the Titans have done on a football field recently, other than light it on fire with the pyrotechnics uh, before Eddie George and Steve McNair had their jerseys retired. I can't, they haven't done anything overwhelmingly dumb in, in recent memory. I mean, they lost to the Jets, which, which just in, a, in and of itself is fairly, fairly disappointing. But like, I don't think there's a, yet the Colts uh, just, you know, choking dogs at the end of their season in week 18 on the road against the Jags. That was in, in exceedingly dumb, exceedingly dumb. Um, but this thing that I'm getting ready to show you uh, that comes to us via TikTok, where there are many unintelligent things, it's a defensive back running on a football field. It seems in a live game. I don't know what level of football this is. I don't know if this is Uf USFL, XFL, Canadian football, or you know, spring ball. I don't know what it is. But my guy has his phone in his hand. He's live streaming what he's trying to do to the receiver in coverage, and it's just so mind-numbingly stupid. Where was really going live during the game? Will actually made the tackle and put the camera on him. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Like his teammate runs up to him realizing that he has the phone and then they're like posing for, for I, I don't know if it's like TikTok live, if it's IG live, he's live apparently on some social media streaming platform. I don't know if he was, you know, he's not live streaming like the primetime show, but he's doing something with his phone on the field. It's just mind-numbingly stupid because if he'd, have, if he'd have gotten a touchdown scored over him, if he'd have gotten hurt, if he'd have hurt somebody else, like it's just... I I just I can't I can't imagine what goes through somebody's head unless you know it's like I I think it was the XFL or no XFL's not playing yet I think it what it's the fan controlled football the thing that Johnny Johnny Manziel is playing and where the dude lit up a blunt after like the quarterback that wasn't even in a game lit up a blunt after his team scored a touchdown like he's just chilling on the sidelines like unless it's that like otherwise I I find I find it utterly stupid uh, just utterly stupid. Anyway, that's going to do it for us tonight on the Primetime Show. Radio tomorrow, uh, we're going to talk about whatever happens between the Vols and Georgia Tech. Tennessee on the board with their third run of the game. Uh, runners on first and third right now. One out. Lindsey Nelson starting to stand up, get some life back uh, with the ability to pull ahead in the top of the seventh inning. So we'll talk about the results of that. We will talk about the NBA Finals. Mike Giardi of the NFL Network is also going to be on. And we'll have a great time. See you tomorrow on the radio show from 10 to 1 on 104.5 The Zone.